Session 502, Chapter 3, Verse 176. <laughs> Do not be grieved by those who are quick to disbelieve. They will not harm God in the least. It is God's will that they will have no share in the hereafter. A terrible torment awaits them. Chapter 3, verse 176. During the preparations for Ahud, the hypocrites were concealing themselves in the midst of Muslims. But when the battle march began, they showed reluctance to fight, moving closer to disbelief. Then a large portion of them deserted the army altogether. In other words, they rushed toward disbelief as if someone was chasing them with a whip. The battle lines have now been drawn. God defined all the elements, the field, time, soldiers, and the opposing sides. He also cautioned our beloved Muhammad, Do not be grieved by those who are quick to disbelieve. However, the most interesting phrase in this verse is the next one. God says, they will not harm God in the least. Logically, it should have read, they will not harm you, O Muhammad and the Muslims, in any way. But Allah wants you to understand that the messenger and the believing companions are not a party to this matter. The hostility of those who hasten into disbelief is towards God. It is as if the fight is between the disbelievers on one side and God on the other. The believers are God's soldiers and the image he wants to use to defeat the disbelievers. He says, fight them. God will punish them at your hands, disgrace them, help you against them, and soothe the hearts of those who have faith. Chapter 9, verse 14. The camp of disbelief and hypocrisy wanted to enter into battle with Allah, and no power is capable of that. When a fight is between humans, one side may prevail with numbers and strength, but Allah transferred the battle with disbelief to another level. He is the one who stands against the camp of disbelief with his glory, perfection, and might. God will always prevail. The critical issue for the believers is to remain under his protection and on his side. Yet it still saddened our beloved Muhammad that some people rushed into disbelief. We ask, didn't he understand that his mission was only to deliver the message? Of course, he knew, but he, peace be upon him, was eager for all people to believe and taste the sweetness of faith. His compassion for humanity caused sorrow to enter his heart when he saw someone turn away from the Lord. God says, We have not sent you, but as an unequaled mercy for all the worlds. Chapter 21, verse 107. Prophet Muhammad's love was strong enough to withstand the flaws and mishaps of his followers and the enmity of the disbelievers. He, peace be upon him, had asked God for blessings and guidance, not only for Muslims, but also for those who did not embrace faith. Take the example of the events of Ta'if. After the messenger was chased out of Ta'if and bloodied by stone-hurling kids, God sent the archangel Gabriel, who said, Allah heard the words of your people and saw how they responded to your call. 
Here is the angel in charge of mountains. You can command him however you wish. Then the angel of mountains called out to the prophet, saluted him, and said, O Muhammad, Allah has sent me to you. If you wish, I can take these two mountains and crush these people underneath. He, peace be upon him, said, No, let them be. I hoped that God would bring forth from their offsprings people who worship him and associate nothing with him. God says, It was by some mercy of God that you were gentle with them. From chapter 3, verse 159. The messenger, peace be upon him, did not only worry about his people, but also cared deeply about the coming generations. God proved him right. Among the descendants of the disbelievers of Ta'if and Quraysh were Muslims who became leaders, champions, soldiers, and martyrs. God consoles his messenger. Perhaps you may destroy yourself with grief, chasing after them if they do not believe in these words. Chapter 18, verse 6. And in another chapter, perhaps you will consume yourself away because they do not become believers. If we had wished, we could have sent them down a sign from heaven, at which their necks would stay bowed in utter humility. Chapter 26, verses 3 through 4. The Almighty could have forced everyone into faith, just as He forces death and sickness on each one of us. But Allah gave us free will, because He wants loving hearts that come to Him out of choice, not bowed necks. Muhammad was deeply troubled when people made the wrong choice. He, peace be upon him, wanted them to enjoy the harmony, peace, and integrity Islam brings to life. Allah wants every person to know it is from the excess of the Messenger's love for you that your disobedience saddens him. And I am the one who tells him, You are burdening yourself too much. Let them be, and do not be grieved by those who are quick to disbelieve. Allah will further honor the Prophet on the Day of Judgment and reward him for his concern for his nation. On that day, every nation will run to its messenger to intercede before God on their behalf, only to be turned down. Then humanity will seek Muhammad, peace be upon him, and God will honor him by accepting his intercession and hastening judgment and reckoning. This is mercy for the worlds. The messenger said, My Lord, my people treat this Qur'an as something to be ignored. Chapter 25, verse 30 Do not abandon God's book. Please take a moment to subscribe and to share with your family and friends. Visit us at www.qur'angarden.com